to another episode of Built Like This Podcast. I'm your host, Maxine. We're on episode 290. Hello. Welcome to the Tuesday episode. Let's start off with the increase of subscribers I've been experiencing lately. Shout out to you guys. Thank you again so much for your support. That is your way of supporting an independent podcast by subscribing to the YouTube channel, by subscribing and following the podcast page on all platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube as well, and just checking out the Instagram profile at Built Like This. So um, thank you so much for that. I do want to mention how (laughs) the last episode was definitely a tizzy. (laughs) Um, I know there's like a true crime community out here. Trust me, I know. For some time, I used to listen to different true crime podcasts and was really entrenched in the entrenched in the just the whole culture. It's in it's intoxicating. It's it's very intriguing. Every case is you know how they always say in those commercials, this was this was the most gruesome murder I've ever investigated. It's like nigga, you said that for every case. Anyway, all to say every murder case that we see is always a level of sensationalism and it's always enticing. Now, I talked about Scott Peterson and his wife, Lacey Peterson, who was found killed and the conclusion was he was the the suspect and he was found to be guilty, but though he has spent 20 years in prison so far, he is actually may, well, he may actually get his redemption due to new evidence arising so many years later. I don't know why it took so long, but nonetheless, it may not be as what we thought. And a lot of people had something to say about that that was pretty negative in my comments. And (laughs) it's interesting how we can have a difference of opinion but not be respectful about it. So delete. That's what I do. You could disagree with me. That's totally fine. But you don't have to be rude. So anyway, nonetheless, uh, I think it's an interesting topic to explore because I do want us to unpack the fact that we oftentimes get so quick to blame the person in proximity when it may not always be the case. And yes, there are obviously cases in which it is the husband, without a doubt. And yes, he may coincidentally be having an affair on her and all of the, and like, it doesn't look good. Optically, it doesn't look good. And he's trying to get rid of this quote unquote old life, ironically, while creating a new life in her. Nonetheless, it doesn't look good. But because of the evidence that has come out since, it can open a door of, well, hmm, what if we were wrong? (laughs) What if we just jumped into conclusions? Because oftentimes with police, they are quick to, they are quick to want to slam the case down, shut it down and force you to admit to a crime you did not commit just so they could say they solved it. They're the heroes and we did it, Joe. But that's what they want to say. So it becomes this like this rush to get to the end and rushing it sometimes lead to mistakes, sometimes lead to lies being told and someone's life is now in the hands of the justice system 
and he's having to pay for a crime that he probably didn't commit. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he really did do it or maybe he didn't. Like, we really don't know. And I just think that it's important for us to just have an open mind because according to, and I do remember hearing this story, hearing about this case when it was going on or like a few years later at least maybe, but when I was hearing about it way back then, I was aware of the um, the the situation at the time of the robberies being taken place in the neighborhood. So it could be plausible that she saw something she wasn't supposed to see and she happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. And considering how people described her personality, she was someone who was feisty. She didn't back down. She fought for what it was right. So she probably was a target in the moment because she saw too much and boom, you know, they're not caring about the fact that she's pregnant. They just want to get her out of here. So I don't know. It really could be any of those things. I just think there wasn't necessarily astounding evidence that proves that Scott Peterson did it. Uh, that Scott, sorry, that Scott Peterson did it. <laughs> it was just all circumstantial evidence that was good enough. Anyway, who knows? I don't know if he did or didn't did not. So please, 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 like, dang, did, did y'all get killed? Like, it's like we get so entrenched in these cases. Like, is is she you? Like, I don't know. I just relax. I'm so sorry that a life was lost and um it's devastating of course but please relax anyway let's talk about Charles and Netta Charles and Netta now this has been something popping up in my timeline for quite some time now because they have been viral for several weeks I would say and I've been doing my best to ignore this. I've been doing my best to act like this is not a reality that we're living in. I've been <laughs> I've been trying my hardest because I just could not understand what is going on in our world right now where we are questioning whether this person's a man or a woman. At first when I started watching the well when I came across the videos on my timeline timeline the well miss netta i was like huh she looks a little interesting like she just looked very strong in her physique and in her facial features it was just very it wasn't quite feminine like now i know there are women out here who are biological women but who do have more of a masculine feature within them. So like the strong jaw, shout out to Jim Jones. She got, or Cameron, she got a strong jaw, ma. Like those type of features are more so masculine. But in this case with Miss Netta, it was like, I really can't. It was just hard to figure out if she was just an older woman or if she was someone who... I just couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure it out. The scars on her face, the scars on her face, everything was just a little off-putting. Anyway, come to find out, she really is, in fact, a man who is dressed as a woman. Uh, and she actually, prior to her transition, she was married to a man, like, in a heterosexual relationship, she does have grown kids or children. I, they're probably, I don't know if they're grown yet, but that's what I'm figuring out in these timeline streets. So she's gone viral because she's in this relationship with this guy named Charles. Charles is a man and he is a hardworking man. He comes home from a long day at work. I don't know if he's a trucker. I think, I don't know what he does. I, I forget. I think he's a trucker. 
but he comes home from a long day at work. Miss Netta is preparing, well, she already prepared his plate for him to indulge in as he comes home from work. And you see in the video that she is wearing a lingerie set. Uh, and again, just the physique is, I don't know if she went through surgery already. Like it, it was just, it was just a strange look. She just a little, she looked a little off putting. Um, anyway, Charles is being catered to. He is, um, basking in her expression of love and you know, to each their own. That's fine. Whatever. God bless. I do want to talk about the fact that Charles is essentially in this clip. He is, and throughout the clips that I've noticed, he comes across as like a beta male, someone who is very much, uh, a simp, um, someone who is controlled by his woman and, doesn't really have much of a say-so in the household. It seems like she kind of runs the show, and that's just how how it is. He is now trying to be the Kev Samuels of the internet as of late, and he's giving some advice to real women out here. <laughs> and I just feel like, the messenger really does matter when delivering a message. The messenger really matters when delivering a message. He comes on and he talks about how modern woman and, um, like being, uh, a woman in a relationship, like a traditional woman, you like one and two can't, can't happen at the same time. You have to pick one. So let's go ahead and take a listen and unpack this, this tomfoolery. Cause I'm just like, child, what? Here's the problem with most modern women. They want to be modern, but at the same time be a housewife. You can't do that. You can't, you got to pick one. You can't sit here and say you want to be married, but then you see him say you are you a modern woman. You can't be modern and married at the same time. You can't. You got to pick one. You can only pick one. I mean, I want to know what is he picking? Is he picking a man or a woman? Because you got Miss Netta, who's who is a man, but just as a woman. Which one is it? You 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 can't do the, you can't do both. You gotta pick one. Which one is it? If you're gay, then just do that. Then just say that. But it's just so funny how you have some men, or just him for example. Let's just be be specific here. You have him for example trying to deliver this this much needed advice, and your home looks weird. It's a little off putting. You can't do both because I'm going to like this here. If you can do both, nine out of ten, your husband or boyfriend is a beta tie simp. And the irony in that is he's the one who's the beta type simp. If you watch the videos, the, just the small, the short clips of him and Miss Netta, you see how she is just dragging him being him down. There was a video of her getting mad at him for, um, I guess he was playing PS2 for too long and she got upset and she started hitting on him and he's taking it and not really letting her know this is not okay. So for him to now come on YouTube with his ring light, Talking about, and this is no shade to ring light. I got two right here. But he's coming on and he's trying to <laughs> do what? Sir, what are you trying to prove? I'm sorry. He's <laughs> probably, like, if you sit here and say you could do that, your man is a beta simp. <laughs> and 
and mostly, and here's the thing, most of y'all strong and independent women, y'all don't know how to let a man lead, which is why I say this stuff. You don't know how to let, but in his relationship, his woman is the one that's leading. So that's the thing, like oftentimes you hear these like strong messages, but the deliverer is the wrong person. And I just thought that was so funny, but let's get into the topics that I actually have prepared for us. Okay, I want to talk about Shawnee O'Neal. Shawnee O'Neal, who is now actually Shawnee O'Neal Henderson, because I don't think she got rid of her O'Neal last name. She actually just added on to it now that she is married again to Pastor Keon Henderson. Let's talk about it. Okay, now, mm, this conversation is going to be a little interesting because I've alluded to this pastor for quite some time now throughout different episodes, but I was hesitant on saying his name because... It was just kind of too close to home because I'm literally in the same proximity. Let's just say that. And um, we had a short interaction. It's not that serious. But it's just the fact that we had an interaction because I was a member of his church for a little bit. And um, I have just like direct experiences within the church of me just recognizing moments that I felt were interesting. Interesting because when you are an attendee, whether you're an attendee or a member or a visitor of some sort at a mega church, you notice a couple of things that may rub you the wrong way. And while I was at his church for quite some time, there were some things in his behavior that rubbed me the wrong way that made me feel like I don't know if things are all the way authentic as they should be within a church. And it eventually turned me off and I'm no longer a member of the church. Some of the things include this, this praise and adoration that is clearly around this man, this pastor, in a way where it feels like he is a celebrity and anything he says is gold. Now, it's one thing to be like a prophet or, you know, someone who is seen as a respected and reverent person in the community, in the church. All of that is well and dandy, but there's a thin line when it becomes this awe and adoration of just like of celebrityism, I would say. And I was there when he was previously married to his second wife, the one right before Shawnee. And I remember she was in the church. His second wife was in the church with him, walking in with him, leaving with him. And then I remember a period in time in which she was no longer in the church. She suddenly was absent more than usual. She suddenly just wasn't as um, just present at all. And you'll see that he'll come in only by himself. And he wouldn't really talk about her or he wouldn't mention mention her as he would previously. There was a sermon in which he talked about um, his marriage and how they've been married at that time for four years or whatnot. And he just talks about the love that he has for her. Just like he just talked about the marriage things. And after a while, you wouldn't see, you wouldn't witness him mention their marriage and what they got going on. So... After a while, I then noticed that Shawnee O'Neal was uh, was suddenly at the church and she was a, a panelist at a conference that was had at the church. And I just thought that, was, that, that connection was interesting. 
And I always kind of felt like, hmm, okay, that's interesting. And things just kind of unpacked from there. I noticed she would appear a lot in his Instagram, and vice versa, yada, yada, yada. I bring all this up to say, I think he's an opportunist. Hello? I bring this up to say, I think he is an opportunist. And after some research, I've, I've come to this conclusion because I've learned that his previous marriages to his ex-wives were a moment in time that was opportunistic for him. To my understanding, they were more successful than him and they were they were just more established. And I noticed that with some men, they need to leech on some women to feel more complete, it seems like. And now that Shawnee O'Neal at the time, like prior to them getting married now, was available and, and accessible, it just seemed like a great opportunity for him to latch on to her. Now, we don't know the details of exactly what ended his second marriage. And, you know, sure, it's, up, it's, you know, it's between them, yada, yada, yada. But I just find it to be a little trendy, you know? Like, oh, let me go ahead and marry Shawnee and now be this influencer, now have a reality TV show. It was a limited series. And and bask in the celebrity of it all. And I just think it's very agenda-focused, considering that he is already a mega church pastor. He already has the adoration from his congregation. All of that plays a role into how he's perceived, into the businesses he can now establish, and the profit that he can continue to make from this now arrangement. Um, is it true love? Is it something real? I mean, sure. Who knows? Let's see how long this lasts. But I just think when we think about some pastors, we immediately just chalk it up to, well, you know, it's, it's a, nothing's wrong. Like there's no, there's no opportunity to to investigate or wonder or just be curious about. It's just nope. Whatever say you know whatever happened happened. <laughs> um, but I just feel like with them, there's just with him in particular. I just don't. I don't know if I trust him. I just feel like he comes off a little snakish, in my opinion. But we'll see, y'all. Uh, let's talk about this clip in which. Shawnee O'Neal is accused of having a sugar baby and she was the sugar mama in this scenario because she is worth millions because of her uh, marriage with, her previous marriage with uh, Shaquille O'Neal. And she was in a relationship or just had this arrangement with this guy named Luxion, Lucian. And in this situation, there was an understanding of him being taken care of by her. So his name is Luchi Cannon. Apparently, he's a rapper. I'm not familiar with of him. But he's on this podcast with Adam22 and with his current wife. And Wax, is that, is that that guy named Wax100? Anyway. He talks about his situation with Shawnee O'Neal. Let's let's take a listen. Look, Shaq got mad at me cause because I'm fucking or whatever like that, but that's you know, that's a... what the fuck am I here? So right when now? so when I proposed to her, right? Wait. Shaq you go up on her. Shaquille O'Neal? Yeah. Wait, stop. He's wait. You proposed to Shawnee. No, no, no me, hell no. Me, 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 me. To, to when, her. When he proposed to me, Shaq DM'd me and said, and I wish you the best of luck. But what the fuck luck. you got to do with Shaq? Because he was my friend. Prior to, Prior to him and Shawnee. Prior to us. 
So, so when I know who you this, are, yeah, because, because he fucked his wife or ex-wife. No, she was spending money on me, right? <sighs> so she yeah, got me yeah, a Richard yeah, Millie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a Richard Millie, you can't yeah. come on. No, he's not. Dead homie. He's not. What happened to it? I got. Oh. So we hear it. We hear it first, live from Lucci Cannon. <laughs> uh, Shawnee O'Neal was spending money on him. And he was getting what he could from that arrangement. Uh, I, I missed the first few seconds. So let's see if, see if we could get that real quick. That's what Shawnee O'Neal told me. I don't believe that. Nigga. Shawnee O'Neal told me but the no, same thing. But Shawnee told Kenny. When she brought me uh, my watch. You was fucking Shawnee? Oh, my God. Shawnee O'Neal. Oh, my hey, God. Hey, you know the crazy part, no, right? Hold on, nigga. Hold on, no. No, I wasn't. No, wait. Look. That's a wild card. Listen, bro. Jesus. She brought bro, what me you... AP, right? Wait, who brought you an AP? Shawnee, right? Uh, no, Sha Shaq's bank account. Now, I don't know what an AP is. Maybe that's above my pay, uh, my above my bracket. But anyway, he just goes on and on and talks about how he is having, or he was at the time. And he later on mentions how two weeks, or was it at least a week? It was around that time period in which she's about to get married to Keon Henderson. And she's like, look, I want this D from you. Whatever I need, whatever, however much you, you want, Come and get it, because I want this D before I get married. So he, so at first, she was going to offer him, or she did offer him $10,000. But he negotiated, because you, life is about negotiation, right? <laughs> he negotiated and said $50,000. And she's like, bet. He comes over, bam, 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 bam. And... That was the that was the arrangement, and the fact that it happened a week prior to her getting married to Pastor Keon Henderson, and it's like this. It now look, this is all alleged. Let me just say that too, but it's not. I I feel like it would be so random as hell for him to make this up, for him to just decide one day, hey, I'm gonna come on this podcast. And mention how Shawnee O'Neal paid me fifty thousand dollars to have sex with her prior to one week prior to her getting married to Pastor Keon to Pastor Keon Henderson. Like, come on, you know, like, yeah, I absolutely do believe it, but you know, it's alleged. I got it's oh. not today. No, oh, he gets shot too many times. He don't shot. wear jewelry oh. no more. Yeah, so it's like at the end of the day, I was fucking. I mean, she was like a sugar mama to me on crib. So at the so end you of can't, the day, you can't, you can't. Sh men do the okay, same thing on. women's do. I tell you right one now. Second. Okay? <laughs> one second. One second. Let me ask you a question. Thing. Was you going to the house? I was going everywhere. Well, she, where, she what, was, what city was listen, the house in? Listen, listen. We. <laughs> she gonna be mad to the motherfucker when she see this, but at the end. And that was the part that right there made me believe him even more. The fact that he would say she's gonna be mad as a mother effer when she hears this just makes me know. It just gives me the impression that she is aware <laughs> that he probably talks a lot or or whatnot, or that, you know, there was an understanding between them for things to be obviously between them. And obviously he's decided to share this for what, I don't know what provoked this part in the conversation, but I, I absolutely believe it. Cause why else would he say that point? Or why else would he even talk about it? So, I mean, God bless their matrimony child. God bless their matrimony. But I just think ultimately, when you have these like types of marriages that look, not everything is as they seem. Okay, let's just say that. Not everything is as they seem. Not everything is as highlighted as we see it on Instagram. And there's smoke just, just what is it? Smoke running up your face. Um, 
from anyone, from from a pastor, from whomever. Like, don't let the pastor title fool you, okay? All these people are opportunists. So, am I the last one to know that Training Day, the movie, is actually inspired by a real cop? Am I? Hello? It, was anyone going to tell me this? I could have sworn this was not ever mentioned at any point when I watched this movie, nor was it mentioned, like, there wasn't even, like, a based on a true story disclaimer in the in the credits. So I forget how I even come across this, but I'm really fascinated. So the, so it says it, it's this, this inspired the movie. So I really do think it's based off of this man here. His name is Rafael Perez. And he was the crooked LAPD officer who stole pounds of cocaine and inspired the movie Training Day, which starred Denzel Washington, the Denzel Washington and Ethan Hawke. <sighs> Phenomenal movie. So... This took place in 1998 when Rafael Perez was arrested for stealing $800,000 worth of cocaine. My God, today. He later took a plea deal and exposed the LAPD's Rampart scandal. So because of the plea deal that he took, he was able to um, not have too much of a hefty sentence, apparently. So Raphael was or should have been protected, no, should have protected the, the public by lawfully dismantling gangs, um, by lawfully dismantling gangs. Instead, he and dozens of other officers in the LAPD department uh, ran the streets by shaking down gang members for drugs and money and stealing and fabricating police evidence. And we know the story because many of us watch Training Day. Training Day is a classic. I would certify it as such because, oof, I just, King Kong ain't got shit on me. Like, hello? Is the mic on? The movie is a classic to this day. So shout out to Rafael Perez <laughs> for your work in being the corrupt cop that you were. So much so that it inspired this movie. But I just thought this was so fascinating. And then even looking at this picture, I could see how his mannerisms, I could see how Denzel played him well. <laughs> he was definitely um, imitated well in this movie. Denzel deserved that Oscar that he got for this movie. So, but it just makes me wonder, you know, like... <sighs> Corruption is just the way of the world, man. And can we even be mad at it at this point? We it's the system that we have to be mad at. We it's the it's the way things are set up for us to essentially fail or essentially be broken down from that if we don't corrupt, then we're just going to be a victim of this system. There's a level of corruption that we all do in some shape, way, or form. Corruption doesn't have to be so extreme. It could just be, oh, I decided to use this uh, previous lesson plan that I had before, and I just judged it up instead of me having to write a whole new one. Like, that is as simple as that. It's basically just a demonstration of not being as real and authentic in the moment as you are expected to be. And you're doing it for the essence of working smarter, not harder. That whole saying is corruption in and of itself. Because what the fuck is that anyway, right? Oh, I could work smarter by working around the issue. I could work smarter by using what you've already produced or was already produced before me. I could work smarter by not reinventing the wheel. Like, there's so many ways for us to work smarter without tiring ourselves out, right? Um, without working harder. And there's some corruption in that. So when you think about Rafael Perez, look, I'm not trying to apologize for his 
corruption necessarily. I'm just saying, why why does one feel the need to be corrupt in the in the law enforcement industry? Why? Because these police officers aren't getting paid. You know, they're risking their lives every day to quote unquote protect and serve. And at this time in '98, what what was it? Thirty two thousand dollars a year? Like, there's not much necessarily riding on this that is worth it (laughs) you know so a lot of these service jobs teachers police officers social workers if you're not corrupt (laughs) I mean what are you doing (laughs) I mean what where are we going here you know um there's a level of corruption that you have to do something has to be corrupt okay uh, maybe you're working a second job and you're doing that to make ends meet. Sure. I commend you, but understand there is a level of corruption that you are adding to, to make your day go smoother, to cheat the system, right? Maybe you clock in at a later time to cash in more money for your hours that day. That's corruption. There's this corruption happening in any scope of the meter here. Like, it, people are corrupt. It's the human way. It's the humanity in us. So this idea of, like, shaming others even more so because, oh, my gosh, your level of corruption is worse than mine. It's like, okay, sure, but you're corrupt too. And I see all this to say, is Rafael Perez still in prison? Let's look that up. Is... Rafael Perez still in jail because, oh, hold on. Perez was sentenced to an additional three years probation and 300 hours of community service. After his release from prison, he settled with his family and go, okay, he's out. Well, I guess King Kong ain't got shit on him then. <laughs> King Kong ain't got shit on me. So how long did he spend in jail? How long? Because when I tell you, child, when I found out this was a real story, I'm like, what? I mean, is he a hero? <laughs> um, How long did Rafael Perez go to jail? Child, you mean to tell me he only spent three to five years he was released in 01. Oh, so he's been released. So he's been living his life, totally moved on. He probably watches Training Day and has a <laughs> has like a, a photo of it, a press release of it on his on his wall. But God bless child. So what happened? In Los Angeles Superior Court, Judge Robert Perry rule that due to safety concerns, Perez could serve his parole outside the state of California. And that that probably was best, considering his corruption. <laughs> but I, look, I'm not trying to necessarily encourage us to all be corrupt, but I'm, I'm just saying I'm not surprised if we all are in our own way because it's really the humanity in us. It's, it's nothing more... It's nothing less, so God bless. <laughs> okay, uh, let's get into our next topic here. So I am I'm having a hard time understanding this Meg and Nikki beef because what is happening? <sighs> I don't know what to really make of it. I feel like Nikki... I think she's just so talented, right? I think she's so talented. I I really loved her in my college years at UNH because it was just a particular it was a particular time in my in my life in which I really I knew her songs. I and I knew Itty Bitty Piggy. You know, I was with my college friends and we was rapping along. It was a time like we we were hip hop we were hip hop, okay? Um so she holds a special place in my memory because of those moments. After the years, I feel like 
she, I don't know if it's bitterness. I don't know if it's jealousy or insecurity. I don't know what it is, but it's just this, this need for her to fight every female rapper who dares to live out their gene, to live out their dream of being a rapper who dares to write a hit song, rap a hit song, who dares to win awards, who like, it's like she is constantly trying to find a reason to fight these bitches. <laughs> and after a while, it gets tiring. You know, it started off with Cardi B and Cardi B's ascension was paramount. It really shook us all. It shook us to our it shook us to our core. Cardi B really held her position as number one for quite some time and took that away from Nicki Minaj for quite some time. Let's just be honest here. Now, if it's warranted, it's up to you to decide that. I know um People are quick to discredit Cardi B because she doesn't write her rhymes and she just raps it. And okay, I mean, I'll give you that. Um, But I mean, her delivery, her connection with the audience is so strong that it doesn't matter at this point. And unfortunately, us listeners, we don't care too much in this day and age if you are a true lyricist if you are someone who's truly talented and take your craft seriously. I do care personally, but don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean that I haven't bopped and danced and twerked my ass to a Cardi B song. I definitely have. So anyway, I see all this to say, Nikki comes off like a hater. She does. And I hate to see it. I think she is so talented, yet her image I feel like is being tainted for a while now. It, it just is not looking good. Um, anyway, so she is now beefing with Meg Thee Stallion. And I really don't know where this came from. She, Nikki's the type of person who, if you are friends with my op, then I am now your enemy. I will now go after you. I am beefing with you. You are the scum of the earth. And it's unfortunate. On one hand, I do understand that type of mindset, right? I do. (laughs) But on the other hand, I do recognize that's so childish and immature. People could be friends with whoever they want to be friends with. People could work with whomever they want to work with. Um, Nonetheless, Meg Thee Stallion, we know her to have two songs so far with Cardi B. Uh, Wet Ass Pussy um, and Bongos. So it's clear that they have some type of relationship, so much so that they are continuing this duo of theirs, sporadically at least. Um, maybe that was the reason behind, maybe that is a reason, the origin behind their beef, behind Meg and Nikki's beef, but I just feel like that's so dumb. Anyway, so... They are uh, beefing. Meg decided to release a diss track, and it's called Hiss. In the diss track, she's clearly dissing the heck out of Nicki Minaj. And according to the people, Megan, Megan won. Megan wins this round at least. I don't know if Nicki Minaj has something else up her sleeve that she could release and it could resurrect her, but at this point, from what I'm reading on these, you know, these Twitter streets, we see that the winner here is Meg Thee Stallion, and I hate to say it, I do hate, I know she's a fellow Aquarian, but honestly, I actually don't really like other Aquariuses. <laughs> Hello? Is that a fun fact? I'm an Aquarius, and I don't like Aquariuses particularly Aquarius women. My gosh, do I hate myself? No, I think there's a difference in the level of Aquarius you are in your womanhood. And I would say all of the Aquarius women I know, and I hate to say it, maybe I don't hate to say it, but it is what it is. All of them I really don't 
feel like they're well. Let's just say that. I don't feel like they're well. Maybe I'm not well either. I don't know. But I think the three that I literally have in my head right now, they're all Aquarius women, two of whom, well, one of whom I was really close with, we are no longer friends. And um, the other two, just like off their rocker. Like, there's just like something about some Aquarius women, at least. The ones who aren't self-aware and cognizant of their behavior, I find to be just a bad taste. I just don't like them. I'd rather an Aquarius male than Aquarius woman at, at, on any day. Anyway, that's just a fun fact. So, Meg the Stallion is an Aquarius. I bring that, I bring that up because of that. <laughs> and I do hate to be siding with her in this moment in time because, I, again, I don't really fuck with Aquarius women like that. Um, but, hey, fair is fair is fair is fair. And I think because of the energy in the reception of this, it's evident that Meg the Stallion is the winner here. I, I want to see if I can find a clip of... Meg, uh, Meg's diss track. Let's see if this is a good one here. Thing. Every time I get mentioned, one of y'all bitch ass niggas get 24 hours of attention. I'm finna get this shit off my chest and lay it to rest. Let's go. Let's go. And if the beat live, I feel like Mariah Carey. Got these niggas so obsessed. My pussy so famous might get managed by Chris Jenner next. He can't move on, can't let it go. He hooked nose full of that Tina Snow. And since niggas need making help to make money, bitch, come be my hoe. All of you bitches is we gonna bribe. Talk a shit for a no one can find you. I can never be judged by a bitch that was dancing, making all Kelly go viral. Hey. Okay. She made that last point, and I'm confused about it. I'm hearing from other people that she is referencing Nikki here. Because apparently Nikki danced to a song of R. Kelly and there's evidence of that somewhere. I haven't seen it yet, but I heard that from another one's, um, from someone else on, on a pod. And I just find that to be so lazy. I do. I find it to be lazy because shut the fuck up with this crap. So what? Are there two things can be true? I could appreciate your art and maybe not appreciate your behaviors as a human being in your personal life. That ain't got shit to do with me, okay? You call out everyone too, if that's the case, because there are a lot of other rappers, musicians, singers, whomever, who have not the best past, who have immoral behaviors. Uh, from the past and we're so quick to just forget that and only focus on these like high names like a R. Kelly like so what so I'm listening to R. Kelly I don't care I don't care stop stop that's tiring okay so what you mean to tell me an R. Kelly record is playing and you're quick to say no to it oh you only listen to it in, in your bedroom Oh, you don't talk about him? Like, come on. Like, at least people are being honest about it. I don't, like, what does that mean? Am I no longer an upstanding woman, an upstanding person because I listen to R. Kelly? Like, shut It's just so stupid. There's so many things that we watch, that we consume, that we listen to, that is made by people who are of that same echelon, who have done and committed heinous crimes against women, against young girls, and yet... Oh, are you boy? Are you boycotting that? You're not. Okay. Sexy as fucking, I'm freaky. Get whoever I want any meaning. Why the fuck would I stay with a nigga that's weak and the sheets and don't know how to please me? Bodies on bodies on bodies on bodies. Say he fuck making it now he the topic. These niggas thinking they lower the value. All this free promo, I'm turning to profit. Anyway, I don't really care to play the whole thing. But anyway, there's some there's some lyrics in here that she is clearly get, clearly getting at Nicki Minaj. Uh, the reason why she is seen as the winner here is there's a lot of bars in here that are catchy, that make you, um, feel like, whoa, you know, ooh, she got it, she got it. Like, you know, she won, she won. Nicki Minaj's response, um, oh yeah, okay, another point. So she mentions this law called Megan's Law. And, of course, the irony here is this is the same name as um, Megan Thee Stallion's name. Uh, But Megan's law is a federal law that requires law enforcement to make 
information available about registered sex offenders. And the reason why this is interesting because Nicki Minaj is actually married to a man named Kenneth Petty. Kenneth Petty is a registered sex offender. Yes, like literally he is. I talked about him a year ago at this point, maybe two years ago now, in which he is... uh, he got officially put on the sex offender list because of a past situation that he was involved in. People have different interpretations, right? Um, He claimed that he did not have relations with that. It was a 16-year-old. I think he was 18 at the time. I don't really care to confirm the exact details in the moment, but I did talk about this when it happened. And the reason why I'm saying it's tricky is when you think about like statutory rape or just like young relationships, it is very common. I'm not saying it's quote unquote right or not, but oftentimes a 16 year old is dating an 18 year old, right? An 18 year old isn't a 16 year old and the parents are aware, the friends are like, it's not this like predatory thing um in comparison to just the two-year age difference right um now do I condone it necessarily no um but this is something that happens a lot and I, I don't know I'm trying to make it I'm trying to articulate myself in a way where the way that they paint it out makes it seem like he brutalized her and um that doesn't seem to be the case, in my opinion. Of course, I wasn't there. I don't know the details. But nonetheless, he was... And then it comes out... I think it came out that she was lying. There was a lot of tricky details that came forth afterwards that were a bit inconsistent. So I don't know what exactly happened. Nonetheless, he is, he is on the sex offender list. He is. Uh, anyway, so... She... Nicki Minaj has announced her new song called Bigfoot and Bigfoot wasn't really received well (laughs) in the song. She mentions Meg Thee Stallion's deceased mother who passed away not too long ago. And that, that of course was devastating for Meg Thee Stallion. She was close with her mom and I remember seeing her mom in the beginning of Meg Thee Stallion's career. Now, we're living in such an interesting age where we are calling for limitations when it comes to rap battles and beefs. And people are saying, oh, Nicki Minaj was wrong for that. <laughs> she should have never mentioned her her deceased mother and I just feel like what what happened to the whole all is fair and love and war I don't know but Nicki Minaj is not getting the reception that she probably was hoping for what's interesting about Nicki Minaj because she is someone who comes from New York a lot of the east coasters and look I've experienced this myself are we're nasty like we're we're mean when it comes to dissing someone or when it comes to just like cussing someone out. We go to the gutter. Like there's no, there's no like limitation. It's like, no, we go underneath, underneath it all. Like it's really nasty. And being that Nicki Minaj is, she's trying to dandy it, I believe. Like she's from the Caribbean A lot of Caribbeans, again, I could attest to that as well. Like, the way my mom cussed, at least she used to. I think she, you know, she's so saved now. But even if you get her on the wrong day, it'll come out. But a lot of Caribbean mothers, a lot of Caribbeans in general, but a lot of Caribbean women cuss down. They would talk about your dead mother, your dead child, the miscarriage you had. It is like, God damn! I just didn't like your shoes. And I say, hey, maybe you should, shouldn't wear those shoes. They will cuss you down. So I say all this to say, Nicki Minaj is good with that. So she was trolling Meg Thee Stallion, essentially. 
um, with this release of her song, she talked about Meg Thee Stallion being a Bigfoot. Um, she talked about how Meg Thee Stallion was dating or sleeping with her mother's former boyfriend after her mother passed. She like, it was like a, a lot of interesting details. And look, I, okay. But I mean, the people, the people are still not rocking with her disc record as much as they are with Meg Thee Stallion's disc record. And that's very interesting to me. So, I, I mean, whose team am I in? Like I said, I'm not a fan of other Aquarius women. I'm not. I'm sorry. I just haven't had a great experience with a majority of them in my lifetime. <laughs> so, just by default, I, I am on Nicki Minaj's side. And because of the fact that Nicki Minaj is... She has a whole special memory in my in my college years, so there's some nostalgia there, and I, I do enjoy Nikki, but you know I give credit where credit is due, and I think in the case of just reception and how the the people are receiving this this battle, we see that Meg Thee Stallion is the one who is victorious here, so. It is what it is. Let's see what else can we cover. <laughs> oh, ooh, okay. Passport Bros are n continuing to make uh, a negative impact on the culture that we're in. <laughs> what is a passport bro? Now, it seems to be a phenomenon, but there is a trend that is growing in our culture, in the American culture, in which... American men, and primarily I've noticed this amongst American black men, but maybe this happens with non-black men who are American still, but they are coming forward and they're saying they are sick and tired of American women. They're sick and tired of women who are here in America and don't give a damn about their man, who don't find any pleasure in taking care of their man, who don't value traditional roles and don't care to cater to their man. So instead of dealing with that any longer, American men who are sick of this are becoming passport bros meaning they are traveling to other countries to find a traditional wife. Not a male order bride, quote, but actually a traditional wife, quote. And look, I mean, okay. <laughs> if you, what, what is the term about insanity, right? You can't keep doing the same thing and expecting different results. You can't keep dating the same type of women and expect for them to be who you want them to be when they've shown you time and time again that they're not. I think this is a testament to the culture that we're in, though, and I find that to be the most disturbing part of this. A lot of women are raised now to believe they should disrespect their man. A lot of women are raised now to believe that they should not care about taking care of their man and, you know, treating him and making sure that he's good and he's taken care of and then get so upset when he cheats. I'm sorry. Did you have sex with your man in the last week? I'm sorry. Did you feed him in the last week? Like, no, and it's not about like, oh, well, I didn't sign up to be with a child. No, it's about relationships. It's about love. It's about expression of that. You show your love to someone in different ways, right? You show your love by hugging, by kissing, by making sure they're good. Whatever happened to asking your man or your man asking you, you good? You, did you eat today? Right? Like, there's just, like, moments when you have to show your softness. 
And what I'm noticing now that is rampant amongst these Twitter streets and just in different examples, whether it's online on different parts of social media or on my TV or just in direct experiences around me, a lot of women don't care about their man <laughs> and yet feel feel so flabbergasted when he cheats, right? Or feel so flabbergasted when he doesn't want your ass anymore. So look, either we change the culture here in America or these Italian women, not Italian, um, I'm saying Italian, I meant to say women from t- Thailand. <laughs> These Thai, these Thai women are going to get our man. (laughs) So stop. Get your act right. Leave the feminist movement alone. Leave them alone. Okay? You have been deceived. You have been deceived. Leave it alone. And go get your man and make him a plate. God damn. Suck his dick. I can't keep doing this shit. Let's end it here. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. If you enjoyed this, make sure you like the video. Leave a positive review if you enjoyed it. Uh, Tell a friend to tell a friend. And I will check with you all next time. Peace.